I'll keep this as brief as possible because I realise for time-wise. But I want to uh, just talk to us today a little bit following on about the Pharisees. And I've called it, I don't want to be a Pharisee, I live to worship. It's not usually what goes with that title. I don't want to be a Pharisee, I live to worship. And uh, when I was a boy, I used to sing this funny song by a guy called Ishmael. And it goes like this. I don't want to be a Pharisee or anyone like that. It's stupid swallowing camels while straining out a gnat. To keep the letter of the law, they forget the people it was for. So I don't want to be a Pharisee. I don't want to be a Pharisee. I don't want to be a Pharisee or anything like that. Who would agree with that statement there? It's a good song. And it's got some real bouncy kind of uh, tunes to it. Uh, Gotta love Ishmael. Well... I don't want to be a Pharisee. Why don't I want to be a Pharisee? Well, from there, we heard that while straining out a gnat, they wanted to get rid of the little niggly bits in their mouth. Okay, let's say that. Whilst they're swallowing the big problem of a camel. Yeah? So they were choking on this camel and the idea of could say God's grace, the idea that Jesus was going to save them. They didn't know that yet, but when, they, when he did, um, they struggled with that idea. They also struggled with the idea that God loved them. And it wasn't just about what they did. So we've been introduced to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the other religious teachers of the law. And they didn't like Jesus very much. Do we like Jesus in here? It's very quiet in this corner. Bear with me a second. Do we like Jesus over here? Yeah. Yes, we do. We do. In fact, we love Jesus, don't we? Because his ways are the best ways. But the Pharisees didn't like Jesus. And it's really important to realize why they didn't like Jesus. is because he said things that they didn't like. He said things that they didn't believe. They loved rules. They loved the scripture, as they called it back then, the the writings. And they didn't believe that Jesus was God changing and turning up to do new things. But today I'm talking to us as adults, children and youth. So I don't want to treat us like we don't know anything but I want us to be open to hear from God this morning. So why don't we just stop and pause and ask God by his Holy Spirit to speak to us. So Jesus, we thank you that you are God. And Jesus, we do love you and we trust you and we welcome you, Holy Spirit, to speak to us. Lord, we have just heard that verse read about the difficulties of knowing the signs of the time. God, we want to know everything that you have for us, but not as a sign, but know you as a relationship. So help us now in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, I want to try and bring us into a full picture of what we're dealing with here, from the relationship between man and God, all the way to worshipping God in spirit and in in truth. So we start at the beginning of God 
and man. And God set out the first rule. Is that right? He said to the man and woman that he created, you can, I'll read it straight from the scripture, in Genesis 2, 15, 17, and the Lord God commanded man, you are free. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge and good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Well, God did say that. And it's interesting because they could eat from any tree, any tree except one. And guess what tree they chose to eat from? Exactly. The temptation was there. They wanted to be like God. Now, they were in relationship with God very closely, and we can kind of understand that because when we read in Genesis 3, after they had disobeyed God, we read that God was walking in the garden. Genesis 3 says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Now, this verse suggests that God used to turn up walking in the garden with them, and he was close. It doesn't say that, but we can assume that. And I think that's an okay thing to assume, because when they were felt guilty and shamed, they hid. Now, this is a question for the children. Children, do you ever do anything wrong over here? If you do, do you feel good about it, or do you try and hide it? I know Bay's face. She tries to hide it, don't you? She does. But she's very honest, our Bay, and she will tell us. And her face tells it all, really. But us adults, when we do something wrong, how do we feel? Do we try and hide it? I'm homing in on you. <laughs> or do we... Yes and no. Yes and no. Do we feel a bit ashamed sometimes? Yes. And sometimes we feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah, but Jesus says there's no guilt, condemnation. He says that we shouldn't have to feel like that because he made a different way. But we're in Genesis, and at the moment, the relationship between man and God is broken. Is that right? Yeah? Yes, it is. It was a bad, bad, bad time. God created us. He created us for worship. Not because he was this egocentric being. That's a big word for Sunday morning, isn't it? Egocentric. It wasn't because he thought, I'm going to make loads of little people worship me because I want to be all powerful and I'll rule over them. No. He created a human race to love him. To choose him. You know, it says in the Bible that he's jealous for us. He doesn't want us to be like, I'm going to worship you because you've made me to worship you. He wants us to worship him because he loves us and we love him. The word worship means um, a few things. In Old English, it actually means like worth and to position, to like prescribe, to, to show worth. In Greek, it means to bow down, even lie flat. And if you um, even delve into some of the Hebrew and around that, it also means to lie flat. So why am I talking about Pharisees and worship? Well, we've sung songs this morning. That's worship. It should be worship. It's praise. It's giving God glory. 
But worship isn't just that, is it? Worship isn't just about singing songs. And God didn't create us just to sing him songs. God created us to worship him. That means worship with everything, all of us, every part of us, our mind, our soul, it says in spirit and in truth. So if that's the point, where did the Pharisees get it so wrong? They wanted to somehow get closer to God. But it wasn't through Jesus, because Jesus hadn't died at that point. And it wasn't through listening to his teachings. Clearly, they really got annoyed with him. They tried to trick him. But they did try to follow the rules. Who here likes to follow the rules? Who likes to be wrong? No? Ask any married couple who likes to be wrong. (laughs) Nobody likes being wrong. We like to be right, and we like to follow rules. Well, I'm really sorry, everyone, but we're not going to get it right. And the Pharisees didn't. And I know this is simple gospel stuff for us, but there is a point that I'm sharing this, and it's to do with worship. Because if we think about the word worship, prescribing worth, where we put our worth is where we worship. Now, let's think about that. I'm going to come to the front here. What sort of things do you guys like doing in the week, generally? Cooking. Yeah, cooking. A bit of cooking. What do you like doing? Anything fun? Gardening. Gardening. Love it. Tony, anything? You like playing music a lot, don't you? Playing music a lot. Yeah. Now, I believe you can do all those things in worship, but you could also do them all as not worship, couldn't you? You could do it because you just want to do it. And quite selfishly, you could do it because you want to be a better musician for you. You want to go and make lots of money, go and do that. Yeah. And gardening, you want a nice garden, is that right? Like one, yeah, you'd like one. And there's a lot of practice with that, isn't there? But, you know, you're creating a garden to worship God. You're creating music to give tones to God. You're creating good food, sally for your husband. But because you want to honour God and worship. Everything we do can be done in worship. But there are things that detract us from our worship. So gardening, cooking and music aren't them. But maybe... Being self-indulged with rules and regulations could be detracting us from worship. And this is where I think the Pharisees got it wrong. They didn't choose to worship God. They chose to worship God in their mind through actions of rules and regulations. And the problem is God disappeared. Because actually God was stood right in front of them. You know when it talks in that verse? Let's just go to that verse quickly. Oh, that's a lemon. That's not. (laughs) So it says that um, at the end of the verse, it says, A wicked, adulterous generation looks for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. 
The sign of Jonah is an interesting phrase. Jonah went into a big fish for three days. It would also allude that he practically died. I think he did pretty much die and came back onto the shore and he was made alive. Now, it's funny that story, isn't it? Three days, depths of darkness, tangled in weeds, almost dead. Sounds familiar story to me, a sign of Jonah. Well, what Jesus was saying is, the sign's right in front of you guys. I'm going to die for you. And you're missing the point, Pharisees. You're missing it. I'm here. But Jesus wasn't like that, was he? He was, he was humble. I, I think it's quite a charming statement, if Jesus can be charming. <laughs> Don't quote me on that one. Because I think what he was doing, he was wooing a people and saying, look, there is a way. And it's not your way, it's this way. And he said some pretty bad things to the Pharisees, if you're a Pharisee. You know, everything that Jesus said was true and right. And it was good what he said, because he was correcting them. Um, I will mention that in a little bit. But the Jonah thing is important, because what they were saying was, your rules and regulations, you're looking for the signs of the time. You know how to read the sky when it's red in the night, it's... Shepherd's delight, it means it's going to be a good day in the morning. When it's red in the morning, shepherd's warning. We've all grown up with that, yeah? That means it's going to be a terrible day, possibly. We don't know, but it's pretty much that kind of phraseology. But Jesus was saying something. You're really good at seeing all the practicalities. You can see how it's meant to be, but the reality is you've missed me. That's what you're saying. You've missed the true way, the life, and the truth. So the law was important to man. It kept them close to God. And this was important because the commandments were given to bring people closer to the Father. The problem is, when it becomes just about the law, and we don't turn to Jesus, we miss the point. Jesus came to fulfill the law, not demolish the law. That's in Matthew, Matthew 5. He changed it from the need of doing it to the want of doing it. I'll say that again. The law was a need to be right with God. Obviously, there was animal sacrifices and things that people had to do to get right with Father God. But it was out of need, not want. The want comes when the Holy Spirit, thank you, comes into your life. You accept Jesus' forgiveness and you walk forward with him. The want changes. So from the need to the want. And the reason why we want to do that? Anybody got an answer for that? To please him. Because we love him, because we know his ways are good ways, because his ways are the best ways. And we know that because we read it all through scripture. The Pharisees, bless them, were so stuck in their tradition, they completely missed his ways and the good ways. So children, adults, what do we worship? How do we worship? I think with the Pharisees, their worship was not 
of the right heart. Their worship was not focused towards the right person even. I think it was, I used the word egocentric earlier. God didn't create us to be an egocentric God. But I think as humans, we have a trait of selfish ambition. And I believe the Pharisees wanted to keep the law because they wanted to be good on their own. They wanted to be good because they did the right thing. They helped the old lady across the road. They picked up rubbish. All these things are good, but it has to be birthed in the Holy Spirit. And God, when we become Christians, writes the law on our heart. That's right from the Bible. So when we worship, we need to draw our attention to the right thing. And that is God. Now, that's not a striving thing. That's not a hard thing. Sometimes it is. Sometimes we really have to go, oh, man, I really need to worship. But it should be an easy thing. Because actually, the more that we know him, the more we want to please him. The more we want to get to know him in our worship. To prescribe worth. Reasons we don't worship? Well, we can struggle with our own humility. We can struggle with our self-importance. I'm speaking about myself when I talk about this. Someone once said to me, if you want to stop doing the things that you are doing, worship Jesus. When you feel overwhelmed by temptation, worship Jesus. Our focus shifts the need or want to do the other things that are distraction from worship because we're actually worshiping those other things, not God. But when we centralize our worship on Jesus, we sung it today, Jesus at the center. When we centralize it on him, we have to give him everything. There's no room for the worship of idols. There's no room for the worship of sin. There's no room for the worship of selfishness. We choose him first. And it has to be from the leading of the Spirit, listening to his conviction and choosing him. God made us to worship. The Pharisees love the rules. But sadly, missed the opportunity. We could go on a lot about the Pharisees, but there is a stark warning. And Jesus talks to them a lot. And I want you to hear this with the best heart because Jesus said this when I can find it. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. And I'm glad some of those words are more adults so the children don't understand, but adults... I don't want to be there. I don't want Jesus saying that about me. 
I don't want to be a whitewashed tomb with dead bits in me, appearing righteous on the outside, but inside dead. Our worship, our outward worship, our inner worship, our life of worship has to be centralized on Jesus. We all have the potential to be like a Pharisee. We can encourage others to be like a Pharisee as well if we're not careful. We should never lead a little one astray, yeah? I want my heart of worship, my love, to be fixed on Jesus. The reasons why we worship, because I don't want to be like a Pharisee. I want to live to worship.